Hello, this is the Young Gunners podcast from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. We cut through the noise and discuss practical tips and challenges facing new attorneys in Texas and the United States. My name is Stephen Traeger. I'm your host of this episode. I practice primarily real estate and criminal law in New Braunfels. Our guest today is Jeff Weatherford, the first assistant of the Hayes County District Attorney's Office. Jeff will speak to us today about criminal law and the ways that young criminal attorneys can find success in their careers. Jeff, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to have you. As a personal side note, Jeff used to be my boss in Ace County when I was a fresh young prosecutor. Jeff uh, Jeff took me under his wing and uh, uh, taught me how to practice. So it's uh, it's great to circle back and be doing something like this with you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you. Uh, I very much enjoyed the time that you were here with me. We had a we had a lot of fun. Certainly tried a couple of uh, exciting cases. So happy to see how well you've done afterwards. So. I don't take any credit for that. We did have a lot of fun. It's funny how uh, quick in criminal law it seems like uh, uh, exciting stories and fun cases can can be made. Exciting stories can be created. <laughs> right. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Jeff, please give us a little bit of your background and how you worked uh, to your present position, how you got to your present position, what you've done. Sure. I went to law school at St. Mary's. I did undergrad at UT in Austin, and I was licensed in 2012 in November. I did criminal defense. I uh, did the criminal clinic there at St. Mary's. Very much enjoyed it. I knew the whole time when I, before I went to law school, I wanted to do criminal law. That's what I've always wanted to do, specifically criminal defense. And I was at the clinic. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. And then my professor um, had a couple of connections in the local defense bar there in San Antonio, and uh, she got me talking with and kind of recommended me to a local, very, very local, uh, a good local defense attorney, Michael Gross, and uh, also his partner, Joseph Esparza. And so I worked for them in my third year of law school while I was studying for the bar. And then when I got licensed, I was hired by them as an associate. We did a lot of uh, trial work. We did a lot of appeals, a lot of post-conviction writ work, federal work. They were also both former JAGs, uh, both Esparza and Gross. And so I got to do some military law work, which was very interesting for me. And I also felt extremely lost because anytime we spoke with any sort of uh, officer or anything like that, uh, I had no idea what the terminology was. And I was lost talking about E6s and E7s. And I just kind of nodded my head and acted like I knew what was going on, which is really what's gotten me through my entire career at this point. So, but anyway, so I worked for them, thought I would do criminal defense my entire career. Uh, my wife um, wanted to, who was also a criminal defense attorney, met her in law school. She decided that she wanted to pursue her um, broadcast journalism uh, degree from UT Austin. And so she said, hey, I wanna go see if I wanna do the news. And so she put applications out across Texas she got a job in a couple of different places, but accepted one in Tyler, which is where I'm from, from Athens, Texas. And so we moved up there. We're only going to be there for a couple of years. And so I knew that it wasn't really beneficial for me to try to open my own practice. So I decided to work at a DA's office, the Smith County DA's office. And I loved it. I was there for about four years. We ended up staying a little bit longer than we anticipated. I was in the misdemeanor division, and then I was a felony prosecutor. We then decided that we were going to move uh, closer to the middle of uh, Texas by, by both of our families, so it's an equal distance. 
And Hayes County had an opening also for a misdemeanor uh, position. And so I went from the felony division in Smith County to the misdemeanor division here in Hayes County, where I was uh, prosecuting for about a year. Then I went to the felony division. And then after a year of that, I uh, became the misdemeanor chief where I uh, had the honor and privilege, of course, of, of working with you, <laughs> Mr. Traeger. Uh, and we um, we did that. I did that for about four years and then became the first assistant when the reigning first assistant, if you will, uh, stepped down about a couple of weeks ago. And so that's what I'm doing now and preparing to uh, become a, an associate magistrate judge here in a couple of weeks. So that's exciting. So you're still technically a, a young lawyer, but you're the highest non-elected position in the DA's office presently in a county with a, a significantly sized county. It's quite an accomplishment, Jeff. And uh, anyway, Jeff Jeff has some wonderful, uh, uh, he's a wonderful person to work with. He's got great advice. And so that's really what I want to get to, because that's what people want to hear, I think, is, you know, folks like yourself that are in law school or just getting out of law school, passing the bar, interested in criminal law, what would you tell them? I would tell them that knowing the law is is half the battle. I mean, it, you, you want to be a good attorney. You want to know your case law. You want to know the law. You want to be talented in the courtroom. All the things you learn in law school are extremely important, but but really equally, if not more important, are the relationships that you that you make whenever you get into an office, if you are a prosecutor or even a defense attorney. And you know, respecting everyone that that that, that you work with, whether that's co-counsel, whether it's opposing counsel, whether it's uh, court staff, whether that's judges, of course, all of those things are imperative. And, and I think that it gets lost sometimes the the importance of building those relationships and and understanding that you 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 must be professional, you must be polite. These are things that you know. If you don't want to do it for altruistic reasons, if you don't do it because it's the right thing to do, then you need to do it for selfish reasons, because in, in all honesty, those things will pay off later. And so I think not losing sight of that and understanding that that you can, you know, be adversarial with someone, but you still need to be respectful because they will appreciate that and they will treat you with respect as well. So. That's a great uh, that's a great thing you say there. You know, it's it's sometimes difficult to find areas of the law where, you know, your own self-interest and advancement overlaps with, you know, giving back and being beneficial to others. And that's, you know, that's such good advice that it does. You know, it, both of those can exist. And, uh, you know, having practiced myself in criminal and in civil, I, I can see how criminal allows for that coexistence uh, very well. You know, I think that's great advice. Um and what? I think it also, Trey, and I don't mean to, to jump in again, you know, the, the in criminal law, even more so than, than, than other areas, I think. So if you're if you're coming at it from the defense perspective and you're going to be a defense attorney, you are working with the same attorneys 95 percent of the time. Now, if you're in a, a massive county, if you're practicing in Dallas or Houston, understandably, you may not work with the same prosecutors all the time. But even in our county, which is a, a you know, mid-sized county, you are talking with, interacting with those same attorneys day in, day out, your ability to properly serve your client depends almost not solely, but a great deal of that success is going to be your relationship with those prosecutors. And, and it's a, it is a truly small community, even in the big ones. When I was in San Antonio, 
you better believe the defense attorneys whenever we would go out to eat, when we have, you know, uh, social gatherings, whatever it may be, we would talk about the DA's office. We talk about particular prosecutors, ones we liked, ones we thought were respectful, ones that we thought uh, were not so nice, not so pleasant to deal with. And, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you you have to keep the long game, if you will, the long play in mind. And, and you need to understand that you're going to be interacting with these people all the time and you'll have disagreements, but, but especially in criminal law, these relationships are, are incredibly valuable. And if you do something, you know, misleading, say something rude, whatever it may be to one prosecutor, they're going to go back and tell the, the other prosecutors in the office. Same with the defense bar. If one of my, if one of my prosecutors says something or does something that, that, let's say they they make an offer that they weren't um, certain they were going to actually make, and then they go back on that offer later. And then that defense attorney is going to tell the other defense attorneys, maybe the judges, and that's how your reputation starts to take or starts to get tarnished. And, and, and you just can't have that. Absolutely. Great advice. What uh, What is the biggest benefit to criminal law uh, over other areas, do you think? I mean, I know that you haven't necessarily practiced in other areas of the law, but someone that's potentially, you know, debating, well, is should criminal law be something I, I want to do? What do you think are the benefits? I think you're in the courtroom. The number one thing, I, I, a lot of people get into the to criminal law, especially prosecuting, because they want to get in the courtroom, they want to try cases, they, they want to have contested evidentiary hearings, and, and I think that if, if, if that is something that, that is appealing to you and something that you want to do, whether it's even if, if you want to pursue civil later, I think learning those, those rules of evidence, learning how to get, um, you know, get a, a document into evidence, a map, you know, things that sound simple, you, you, you learn that in criminal law because you have to, because you have so many contested hearings, you have jury trials. You also have uh, times where you're in the courtroom and understanding how to carry yourself in a courtroom, not just in front of a jury, but in front of the judge, in front of other attorneys, in front of your client. Um, you know, I think that if 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 you always looked at, at being an attorney as wanting to be someone that was on TV, someone in the movies that's trying those cases, that's criminal law. Simple, simple as it is. It's maybe not always the most lucrative, but it is the most fun, in my opinion, of course. Uh, but I think that learning that that courtroom technique and the, the, the ability to argue a case articulately, those are things you learn as a, as a criminal practitioner that you may not get. It may take a lot more time to get that experience in other areas. Now, Jeff, in my experience, having practiced criminal law, one of the best things out of, that you get out of it is uh, some great stories. So give us one or two of your favorite stories. One that you and I tried together uh, was it was it, you were first chair and it was a DWI and you did a great job. The we got a breath test. I don't remember what the number was, but the defense had an expert and he was this this older gentleman buttoned up, you know, presented fine. He apparently like had something to do with the intoxilizer 2000 we're on the 9000 now so let's tell you how old he is but uh and he you know was talking about back in the 60s and all this other stuff anyways he was their um expert 
and, and and you and I, you know, we were talking to each other while he was testifying. We didn't feel that he was being that persuasive and, and that damaging to our case. But yet I could not resist on cross-examination going as, as hard as I possibly could on him, unfortunately, and just being, you know, I, I, I got excited and we were we were going after him a little bit and we were talking about, you know, how much did they pay you and things like that that you thought were dramatic and neat and that people would love. And after the fact, I know the uh, when we went back and talked to the jury and we thought, oh, man, we did well. Uh, and they, they were complimentary uh, of you, certainly of our case. Um, we did get a guilty verdict. But what they told me was hey, it felt like you were a little bit too hard on this guy. And, you know, maybe you need to dial it back a little bit. And that's one of those things that that has really stuck with me, because unfortunately, you know, and, and that's one of the things about talking to a jury, you find out, oh, okay, maybe that was a little bit too much. I, I thought that that I wasn't crossing that line. But I guess I was, you know, and so I think humility is something that, that you certainly receive as a uh, uh, an attorney, especially when you talk to a jury and they let you know that, you know, maybe that that older gentleman who was very nice um, didn't need to get beat up on so bad, like, you know, your lying witness or something like that. All right, Jeff, with the time we have left, maybe uh, can you think of uh, maybe one more story, maybe a DWI related story or uh, something? Yeah, I've got, I mean, there's a lot of interesting DWI stories for sure. So that would take up too much of your time. But I know one time I was trying a, uh, an evading arrest of all things. So, you know, the guy was interacting with the police. He, I think he was, it was criminal trespass or something like that. And they he said, Hey, come back, stop late at night. And they're like, stop police. You know, we need to talk to you. And this guy just took off running and the officers ran after him falling down. All I mean, it was pretty hilarious body cams, but they end up catching up to him, put him in the back of the car, and then um, he's in the back of the car. You, you, we always have these in-car videos that show people in the back, and that's usually the most entertaining. That's where, certainly on DWIs, that's where the people start, you know, realizing the the devastating, you know, life decision that they've made that led them to this. You know, they 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 say many different things that that can be entertaining, also can be good evidence to show intoxication, but. On, the, on this particular one, we ended up trying it. It was a bench trial, so it was just to a judge. And uh, the guy had a defense attorney, and we were sitting there watching this video, and the defendant in the back of the car goes, all right, you just wait. I'm going to call my attorney. And I'm not going to use the attorney's name, but he uses his name, and he starts yelling it. And he says, you just wait. I'm going to get my attorney, and you're going to get fired. We're going to sue you, all this other stuff. And we decided to make sure and play that part of the video during the trial while his attorney's sitting there with it. Cause it's the same attorney that he got. And we knew good and well that this guy was guilty of sin and wasn't question about it. And so it was, it was fun for us to sit there, play that and make sure that, you know, the judge gets to hear this as well. Kind of a, a slight smile at the defense attorney. He knew that it was, you know, something that was entertaining to us also. And so he had to sit there while he said, just wait for my attorney to get involved. Officer was there as well there in the courtroom. And then about five minutes later, the defendant was found guilty with his attorney. So I guess, you know, that goes to show you, it doesn't matter how good your attorney is. Sometimes they can't get you out of everything. So, <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah. It, uh, it's never a dull moment. That's for sure. Especially in the courtroom. Right. Well, Jeff, do you have any final advice for any young lawyers listening? You know, I think that really 
look around and and decide what what you enjoy doing. What are you interested in? Don't just look at it from a what's going to make the most money. What am I going to do? What am I expected to do? What do people want me to do? Don't think about that. You have to you have to keep in mind that you have to be happy. You you must enjoy your work. And so look around, decide what is it that I like to do? Do I want to be in the courtroom? Do I want to do criminal law? Do I want to do civil law litigation? Do I want to, you know, do something else perhaps? Maybe not even something that you usually think of as a, as, as a practicing attorney. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're never going to excel. You're never going to reach the, the area that you want to get to unless you enjoy what you're doing. And so you and I have been lucky because we, we found what we enjoy doing and that's why we excel at it. And, and that's something that, that it, it cannot be um, taken for granted that idea. And so for me, and I, and I think that anyone that, that, that wants to really, you know, have have exciting stories to tell later. I know th there there are many more uh, that, that we could tell. And you ask any you know prosecutor or former defense attorney something like that, they're going to tell you. Um, criminal law is certainly that one that you're going to be the most popular person at the party because everyone's going to want to talk to you and hear what on earth happened. What's the craziest case you're handling right now? And so, if if those things speak to you, then then go to criminal law. Um, but but most of all, do what you enjoy. And again treat everyone the right way and that will that will pay off in the future so well and thank you very much jeff for your time and for your good stories and advice and uh, congratulations on your new position congratulations on your new position as uh, an associate magistrate judge there in hayes county and thank you all for listening to young gunners from the texas young lawyers association don't forget to check out other episodes available on our website tyla.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you have a topic you want to hear about, email us at tyla at texasbar.com or send us a tweet at, at texyounglawyers using the hashtag younggunners. We hope to see you back for an, another episode. Thank you very much.